Whether it's bad planning, bad luck, bad timing, or bad inventions, well-intentioned bad decisions have plagued history for thousands of years. Welcome to Historic Hindsight. Hello and welcome to another episode of Historic Hindsight. I'm John, that's Tom, and today we're going to talk about pregnant women fighting. That's, well, not too terribly far off, Johnny. Pregnant women fighting, or are the little man fighting for his rights to work? For fair wages, the little fair man hours. being the babies, then yeah, with without yes, in some cases yes, you're right. <laughs> without uh, without awful awful people like the Pinkertons, as I am portraying, uh, coming in to put their boots on the throats of those poor little working class. We are in it. This is a suggestion oh. from us from uh, from one of our viewers to go into the Union Wars. Okay, so not about pregnant women. Not about pregnant women specifically, no. But okay. they're right. They might be involved. Into- They'll be involved at one of our later episodes. Uh, oh, God. Not, not quite All in right, this so one. Uh, but this, this is, is this is union labor wars, which is uh, which is a broad topic in the United States that spans. It's not like there was one union labor war and or it one solved labor everything. war and it solved everything. No, this is this has pretty much been going on since the 1800s, which is where we're going to focus on today. Today is just okay. the 19th century. Is what so this we're is a, on. the Hence start of the labor attire. union wars when people began to uh, to realize value maybe, human. Yeah life and quality of life and uh mm. things like that or no they didn't this is when the workers realize that they don't they the maybe their working conditions aren't really appropriate and they should probably be fighting for something a little just just a scotch better they, just start, they started seeing the boss's this new is, carriages rolling by and they're like hold up if he can afford that and i'm making this and my <laughs> conditions are some dude losing a hand horrendous. every other day like uh maybe we should fix this so, uh, so unlike today, where we we have we have Labor Day celebrations, where we celebrate yeah. Labor Day, and we all get it off, unless you're a uh, uh, one of those essential employees that works in retail or the, the food industry, or kind of the people who the holiday was designed the, for, right? Originally. Yeah, but they're still having to <laughs> the, work. the core workers of our society holding mm-hmm. everything together. Mm-hmm. You get a day to celebrate you, uh, but be sure to be but at work because there's sales. Yeah. Yeah, there's sales. There are definitely sales on Labor Day. And that whole eight-hour workday, which, again, um, we fought so hard to win, and then I don't think I've worked an eight-hour workday in years. Well, I mean, you, you're kind of – you're you're the exception because you are – you do get hourly, right? I do um, get I do get yeah, hourly pay, but, so yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the salary pay was kind of – invented to circumvent that a bit you're paid for a job some days you're some weeks you're gonna have to work yeah, 80 hours a week, hours a week. yeah that's, that's just true. what the job is other weeks you will have to work 42 hours a week and those will be your light weeks so you're fine so what a you know what a brave way to celebrate this and let's talking about how we got here johnny how did we yeah. get here how do we how do we get to the the free equal well not free but the, the equal rights of workers and and all the the proper compensation for our time and yep. ten year olds no longer work working days, in factories. Ten year olds no longer working in factories. Yeah, at least did, we, yeah. well, at least that stayed. Yeah, who ruined this States. for us? Like what? <laughs> uh, so it's another great bright spot in American history, and we will take the path. Talk about this during a mini series. This is just the, we're going to start with the, the 19th century, and we'll, we'll talk about later stuff down in the later later episodes. So uh, at least according to Taft and Ross's study of American labor violence, its causes, characters, and outcomes, America has the most violent labor disputes and unrest out of any other industrialized nation 
in Z's entire world. Way to go, Hold on, this this is violent. I guess it makes sense that there's wars, but why, I mean, this is, violence came into this? This, These are employees at at businesses, and it turned to violence. Violence, yeah. To, I imagine, to squash any sort of uprising we're fighting for, or attempt to, anyway. Yeah, by by both parties. You got workers who are like, we're not going to do this anymore, and they take take their said pistol, which you're able to have in Z's United States, and they turn it upon their boss and says, you know what? No, I'm just not going to do it. Pow! Oh, and then of course that's you just, also that's murder. Well, yes, but then of course you also do have you also do have uh, <laughs> you know the, the companies that hire Pinkertons who come in and say get back to work. No, I don't want to. Pow! <laughs> you know, there's what? a lot of this going on. What were the 1800s? Good God! I, I imagine I'm gonna <laughs> well, be saying that for every portion gonna, of this that we know. <laughs> yes, yes, you definitely are. You God, definitely all right, are. so it was a lot of people saying I'm not gonna work, and then. Trying to either force one way or the other. Got it. Yes, That's where yes, the yes, 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 yes. Okay. So our story is going to begin where most stories in current modern-day United States begins, and that's with the Civil War, Johnny! Civil War! Most of all of our history that's stems right out of that conflict. Nothing so in the world happened before the Civil War except for uh, the American independence, of course. We did that, uh, and then but, but there was that. just peace and happiness and then Civil War and that that started American history. Um, but as, as the Civil War raged on, we learned very quickly in the North that we needed to make a lot of things. Uh, the South course, learned that yeah. too, but, but the South didn't have the people to do it, and the North did. Or the did, so factories, the North, Or the right? factories. That, that so was the North, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the North had all these factories, and we, we have our Industrial Revolution. The United States comes into the whole, like, manufacturing, uh, mass manufacturing, uh, interchangeable parts. All that stuff really comes, really comes to height yeah. during the Civil War because we need, we need equipment for this two-million-man army. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a common theme, I think, for a lot of history is war kind of burns a whole lot of development really quickly uh, because of everything that you need to carry out a successful war. Right? Carry out a war. Like, yeah, yeah. Like World it, War it, II, it with Rosie so. the Riveter and everything else, and that like completely changed the work di- dynamics of, of the United States because now women were in the workforce because all the men were dying overseas, so they had well. to be. Uh, and that's not the only time women are in the workforce because oh. when all the boys are out fighting, you got oh, to have somebody to build you got to have somebody build factories in the civil war. So children. so basically what you have to start with <laughs> the civil war. Doing? Yeah, children. We do we do yeah. So basically before the civil war, you've got a lot of people like you know there there are tailors that make the make uniforms. There are seamstresses that 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 you know darn the cloth. There are specialty yeah. tasks. You've got blacksmiths for the horseshoes, all that fun stuff. You've got specific gunsmiths for specific artisan guns. Uh, and all these skilled yeah. labor jobs that people spend a whole lifetime learning to do that trade. Yeah, they, this is back get, in the day of apprenticeships and everything. Yes, you start working yeah. when you're 12, 10, 12, 14, whatever. You start following a expert, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. When you have a when you have a war with two million man yeah. armies, you don't need you can't do that. Stuff. You can't do that. You need you need just shit quickly. Just produce it as fast as you can. Yeah. So machines come into play. We've got steam-powered machines. We've got water-powered machines. You know, we've got all kinds of industrial built around machines to, instead of one person sewing this shirt, this shirt yeah. was made on a machine. I don't, you know, it's like, just run it through. Uh, you still need people to operate those machines. Sure, but, but they can do it much more Any quickly. person, including an eight-year-old child, can, can, can do that. Just, yeah, just press that button. Yeah, keep pull that out. Hey. Oh, and watch out for your hand yeah, because that. that hydraulic press coming down, <laughs> cut it clean off. And then you won't be able to work and earn money anymore. So what are you going to do? So you're out of luck. Yeah, well, there you go. So these very, very quickly, these these skilled jobs get replaced just by machines, which, of course, is unskilled labor to operate said machines. Yeah. 
these jobs that were being replaced used to have guilds. There used to be a blacksmith guild that kind of set the price. All right. You had a, your apprenticeship through your local blacksmith. Mm -hmm. You became a blacksmith yourself. This is the type of material that you're able to make. This is the cost that it's going to cost the average person. And you went anywhere in the United States, and for the most part, there was an assemblance of, like, all right, I know if I'm going to get a horseshoe, it's going to cost probably about X dollars no matter where I go. Well, right. X cents. X cents, not X dollars. Yeah, at that, at that point. But in, but in any case, yeah, there was some sort of regulation based around the trade. To That's where right. everyone's yep. like, hey, guys, let's not do this work for a penny. Let's do it for 10 cents or whatever. Cents, and, yeah, yeah. That, and then that way you're not undercutting uh, the entire industry and hosing everybody. But when the skilled labor went away, these guilds kind of went away because the industry went, oh, well, you, you don't want to do this work? Well, Timmy, who's eight, he'll he'll do it. <laughs> he's happy he'll to do, do it. it. He's happy. He gets. I don't give him a nickel a day. Oh. he's 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 glorious. Oh, look at look at Timmy it. over there getting five times minimum wage. And of course, in the Civil War, a lot of these jobs were um, in armories, Johnny. And, and in fact, there were three okay. armories built uh, during the Civil War in the North uh, to help accommodate the the need for building guns and and now, building it, munitions. That's what an armory is. It's just a, a factory uh, of or. A factory or stockpile of okay, arms and munitions. Yes, because stockpile is kind of what I always imagined mm -hmm. it as. But they all, they would also create and then box arms and them. or munitions. So okay, one so, of these factories, so it just and everything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Side side note, just for fun, if you live in Indiana, one of these factories is the uh, Indianapolis Arsenal, which is now Arsenal Tech High School. But it started its life, Johnny, as an arsenal for the United States government making uh, munitions. They made they oh, made they made cannon fantastic. rounds and and, and 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 bombs and now and, we're and rifle rounds and now so we good. have kids there. It's so ripe with history, and now we are poorly teaching history to the very <laughs> kids inside that building. That's amazing. Yeah, well, what a, what a wonderful circle of life for this. Yeah, that's considering that's one of the the schools that you typically send the batter kids too but hey whatever oh, you know whatever well, hey, hey, it's, it's hey let's, uh, let's let's not rank schools tommy we're not on a school yeah. board yeah kind of crap so though. uh so you've got these kids and these women that are now working in these arsenals and making very very because you know surprise surprise working with black powder isn't the safest thing in the no, world you don't say what about uh, what about when you're working with black powder in confined areas with lots of machinery around yeah see that's not very safe that doesn't um, help so surprise, surprise, these working conditions are not great. And at the Allegheny Arsenal, uh, it's going to lead to an explosion, Johnny, or should I say a series of explosions that's going to kill 78 workers, most of which are women, including a 15-year-old munitions assembler named Catherine Burkhart and a 17-year-old named Margaret Turney. So these are two young women, now, prime age for marriage, by the way. They're actually, they're kind of old maids because they should have been I married mean, already. Uh, but, you know, yeah, what, there's, a, there's, a war going, there's a war going on. Now, is, where, are those two significant just because they are young women? Mm. Okay, they, okay. I just uh, preference that just for age. Yeah, because that's, that's – so that's the type of forces. But, um, you know, during the Civil War, at least uh, – in the in the south and i imagine the north is kind of the same everybody felt an obligation to do something right and so i imagine that's yeah why, well that's part and, of the reason and, why a lot of these people were willing to go and do well this and not to or, get not to get sidetracked or anything but i mean if you're in the north and you're manufacturing and like your husband was working in the coal mines or he was working in the you know the whatever industry there was up there at the time mm -hmm. uh and he goes off to war well you know yes he's getting paid his 13 dollars a month 13 dollars right. money um, uh, but, uh, you know, that's not necessarily making its way not home. Enough. 
Oh, or, not, oh nec- shit, yeah. yeah. And it's not necessarily enough because that's getting paid directly yeah, to the soldiers. I guess, so. I guess they're not direct depositing this, are they? Yeah, this is not, there's no direct deposit. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the, 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 the wife at home who's, who likely has kids has to do something to bring in some money. Sure. Um, and so, you know, working at a factory is there. Plus, of course, if you're also no. one of what's called the invalid corps, where you're not able to go out and fight, uh, you'd be working in these jobs as well. Now, were, were women allowed to take over, like, their husband's job position like were they was it like were they able to just women were in, allowed like, in the i leave this job yeah, were they yes. are they allowed to come like yeah, hey, yeah i'm yeah, gonna go fight a war my wife's gonna come in and work so she can keep making the money i or, i don't know if it was like a one-for-one exchange I imagine but yes, women were now being would, yeah would women that. were now being allowed in the workforce and yeah. roles that previously, and before like, that like they World weren't allowed to it was yeah, this is yeah. a man's role and whatever and not like 1950s man's role like just socially it's like no you do not do that yeah you <laughs> like do not as do a that. woman ever so uh, th- this particular the Allegheny Arsenal would would blow up uh, uh, killing like I said killing 78 workers 54 of their bodies were actually unidentifiable at the time of these like they, these are badly mangled bodies and they're like well we'll just huck them in a we'll huck them in a mass grave it's okay I, I mean surely they they clocked in somewhere so they somewhere yeah, uh, well uh, well <laughs> the working conditions were so bad that the that the uh, that the head of the Arsenal Colonel uh, Symington he's going to be brought up on charges of neglect the the, the charges uh, basically are stemming yeah. from that there was an ass ton of gunpowder just lying around everywhere and uh, just and like general, loose loose powder like just powder, yeah. uh just loose so basically loose not cleaning powder. up after doing stuff yes. spilt powder yes. is just loose everywhere okay uh and the 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 road in front of the arsenal was a cobblestone road and the theory is that a horse with uh, with metal horseshoes clippy clopping on the cobblestone flint and steel create some sparks this this <sighs> loose gunpowder everywhere Just, it sparks does gunpowder and then boom and once you have one boom at an arsenal where you're making munitions <laughs> there's gonna be a few more booms falling yeah, y- y'all ever see one of them fireworks explosions that like go wrong <laughs> it, it's like that only uh things that weren't made to explode in that manner so now, probably less pretty be- and more horrific during his court martial trial, the problem is a lot of the the witnesses of this account uh, are the, dead. The, the re- well, that, but a lot of their report, <laughs> but a lot of their reports vary. So he's wound up found not guilty of negligence. Although there is a general consensus that uh, those those black powder kegs leaked. So uh, probably probably should fix that before it becomes. So a the problem kegs that they're packing were leaking too. So as yeah, they're yeah. moving it around, they're they're leaking. Not only just mm. careless employees spilling somewhere, but just faulty equipment. Now, to be fair, in general, even today, even I think it was a couple of years ago, 2018, one of the big uh, black powder, because you can the black powder steel being made because there are people yeah. like me who like to shoot black powder. So All right, so this is your fault. Whatever, just, whatever happened, whatever, whatever story you're getting ready to say, it happened because of you and people like so you. There, what the, did you the, cause, yeah. Tommy? Uh, well, the GoX factory that makes modern black powder did did. It, it kind of went boom, boom, too, because making black powder is super fucking dangerous, even in modern OSHA laws. Like, and the and reason so, we do it is for reenactors and, and people who just like shooting black powder guns. I just like shooting black powder guns, and, Johnny. And Leave it. me alone. Leave me alone, all right? And so an entire fun. factory of people died. No, but I don't 170,000 no, people in this no, factory died. Just, because he's you. making no? that shit oh. up. That's not... All right. Anyways, uh, this is not going to be the only arsenal explosion because the Washington Arsenal in Washington, oh, D.C. is also going to go up on June 17th, 1864, killing 21 women, mostly Jesus. young Irish immigrants, that that was the sole income of the house. Now, this is important. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
There wasn't an outrage of the working conditions at this arsenal. There wasn't an outrage that the, the 21 young women died. The outrage no starts to come from the fact that the 21 young women died and they were the sole income of the house. And now and, what? Um, and, and they weren't being properly compensated. But properly compensated, the arsenal compensated by, um, by, by burying them and paying the family due wages. So, oh, you worked 40 hours this week? Here's your 40 Here's hours. Here's your... No, well, actually, it was probably you worked you worked thirty two to thirty four hours because the explosion happened, and we're gonna go ahead and clock you out of that time. Uh, sorry, you don't get the full day's work, but we did get the full day's work. And actually, we're kind of behind now because we lost so many supplies, which is which yeah, is another side effect yeah. of, of black powder factory explosions. Is now the the North didn't have whatever that, munitions that, they were munitions, making. Yeah, that's munitions gone. Uh, that's a that's a costly um, now, event. Now, this explosion, Johnny, was 100% the, the, the fault of the superintendent and pyrotechnist Thomas Brown, who, who the pyrotechnist, he's the guy who, like, he's like the, he, not only is he a superintendent, not, but he's like the head chief guy. Not of, like, just a pyro. This, this goes boom, okay. boom. I know how this goes boom, boom. Why, I make this and, go boom, okay, boom. Okay, and how big yeah. it's going to be. So well, why, this dumb what ass, did he do? Yeah, this dumbass is going to leave flares, star flares, uh, to dry. They got wet, so he leaves them to dry on a metal pan in the sun uh well metal gets hot in the sun metal got too hot in the sun the flare which is mostly you know black powder when it got too hot ignited and shot flares into what was called a choking room which is a room where the women were making you know munitions and um you know boom so uh so, way to go asshole. So this this was he left he he lit a basically lit a roman candle and shot it into uh the firework storage factory. room. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> well shit. Okay. Uh so he now, was found he was found guilty of some sort of negligence or no, wrongdoing. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no found guilty here. But out of this outrage, there is a resolution that's made on July 4th, 1864, resolution number 75, which was granted uh, by the U.S. Congress of none other than the U.S. Congress, deems fit, Johnny, they deem fit that in addition to the burying costs, that they're going to allocate $2,000 or $33,000 today to be distributed by Major Benton, who's now the commander of the arsenal, yeah. uh, uh, to give to the family and victims of the explosion um, to, to, to disperse as he sees fit. This isn't each, well, Johnny. This uh, isn't uh, well, oh, $2,000 to each victim. This is total... Total two thousand dollars to all the victims. I was thinking about how thirty three thousand dollars is a joke of a life insurance policy. Oh, like it, joke. It, yeah. it, if Ashley, you know, heaven forbid, died and left thirty three thousand dollars with her life insurance, that's not gonna do shit for me. But that was to be Ooh. divided among the survive you know, the the dead family, which was twenty one. So that's I mean, good yeah. God, that's. That's nothing. That's pennies. It's eleven, twelve hundred dollars, yeah. some shit. Like, now, oh, good God. If it makes those women feel better, uh, or maybe not, it's uh, a stimulus my, payment, my, Tommy. My current, my current employer, uh, the life insurance is about, <laughs> about thirty three thousand dollars, and I work in an industry where well, you I might get die. shot. I might get shot. <laughs> that is a vi- that is a viable possibility. So uh, <laughs> you, you have know. to carry a gun in case that. Comes down <laughs> to it. it comes down like, to it. Yes, that's true. That's true. Anyways, after the Civil War, Johnny, more and more skilled labor turns into unskilled labor. The guilds fade away. 
Uh, those skilled workers now are working in the factory lines became the question because they're educated to at least a degree and they go, hey, you know what? I got paid a lot more for making horseshoes when I was doing it by hand. Yeah. Uh, this kind of sucks. Yep. I do have to feed my family. Of course. But this does kind of suck. So um, uh, can we maybe fix this? Yeah, so this is this is sort of like if all of the fine dining restaurants in America closed down tomorrow, all of those you chefs are like, well, I don't know what to do. I have to get a job. And now they go start working at... Uh, even like an Applebee's or something like that. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah, like, right, you know, yeah. and, and they have to, you know, like, all right, well, all of this is shit ingredients. I'm making shit product, but I have to pay my family and I'm getting paid nothing for this. So, got to do something about it. So, those gotta are the people who started it. this. Yes, yes. So, those are the people who kind of start the whole union thing. Uh, in addition to all of that, the um, slavery ends in the Civil War, but does it? Of course. Yes, no, that because... solves slavery and racism. Because what happens is, uh, you know, mining companies and railroad companies specifically, I'm not just picking on them, but they're the two big proponents of this. And what you're going to hear for most of the rest of this episode is that most of the strikes were over mines or railroads. Now, it's got to be partly because those are two of the shittiest types of jobs. Well, that is very, (laughs) very true. Yes, that's very true. Uh, um, Well, they, they get around this whole slavery thing because they are paying their employees but what becomes common practice is that um, towns build up around these industries. Towns build up around a mine company. Time, t- of towns course, build up around a steel company. Yeah, nobody towns wants, up around yeah, a nobody wants company. to travel hours by foot or horse or whatever and, to uh, build a house nearby. Y- you get paid in company money. Uh, so that can only, it's not, you're not getting paid in U.S. dollars. You're getting paid in uh, B&O Railroad money, which can only be used in B&O Railroad stores. And B&O Railroad housing. So the company, while it's not technically slavery because you can leave anytime you want. Of course. Uh, you're you're not really getting paid because the company's giving you money, which you have to spend at company-owned s- stores. Now, so the I'm company's having not really giving you any money. I'm having trouble drawing the parallel, but that sounds very familiar to some sort of situation that we have going on today where there's a bunch of people... Uh, making very low wages, having to stay somewhere, and then only able to spend that at the like camp store, basically. Uh, yeah, that's... Is that prison? Is that what I'm thinking? Yeah, it's kind of prison. Yeah, it's kind of prison. Okay. Uh, that's what we got here. Uh, and so th- this isn't... This isn't... This isn't great. No. People aren't liking this. So the first <laughs> major... they upset. Take, yeah, it's, it does, upset. but it takes, it takes a minute, though, because the first major violent act doesn't really occur until 1874, when 10,000 oh. miners say, uh, yeah, I don't... I'm sorry, how I many? I gotta go down. Da- 10,000 miners in Pennsylvania go, my, I don't... Okay, and my, people in a mine, not young children. Yeah, people... Well, it, it wasn't okay. a... Ch- well, okay, but... People it, in a mine. But people are, in a mine, yes. Johnny. There are Also children. young children There are definitely children. But yes. you're, not, you're not saying that a group of 10,000 unwieldy 12-year-olds decided to revolt against no, the No, these, these are people. Okay. Yeah, these are people. People okay. on... These are minors. Uh, they're going to go on strike. Yeah, they're going to go on strike in Pennsylvania over reduced rages. So what happens, about 22,000 uh, coal miners worked in the... S C H U Pennsylvania. Come on, Y L K I L L. What the hell, Pennsylvania? What? No, it's those Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah, yeah. Schultkill County, Pennsylvania. All right. They, they, they're like, we don't, we don't like this. Five thousand five hundred of these Johnny are actually children between the ages of seven and sixteen. More than half. 
No, not more than half. 5,500 of the 22,000 coal mines. Oh, I thought you said 10,000. No, no, well, I missed a number. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, you missed. Well, a fourth. Ten thousand. Anyway, well, anyways. <laughs> so twenty-two thousand coal miners total in this county. Twenty-two thousand to- total coal miners yes. in Schuylkill County. Five thousand five hundred of which are, are children, uh, between seven to sixteen years old. Seven to sixteen seven years old in a coal mine. Are owning in a coal mine or owning a whopping dollar a week, up to if they're lucky, if they're one of the experienced ones, three dollars a week. Which is That's their wages. In, in, fifteen to twenty. Uh, well, four dollars a month, or at most uh, twelve dollars a month. No, you I'm know, talking about it, t- in today's terms. Like, what kind of? Uh, yeah, that's nothing. Uh, so two thousand dollars is thirty three thousand dollars. So that's basically ten times. You know. Yeah. Uh, so think about so that. Ten, 10 times. to fifteen dollars so a like, month. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so yeah, a if month. you're if you're making the three dollars a week, that's 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 you know thirty bucks a a, a week. Woo! That's not very much money. That's not. Now these are no, uh, no that's nothing. <laughs> Considering that the Civil War soldier private was making thirteen dollars a month, unless he was black, he was only making ten dollars a month because you know ten dollars is a lot of money. Watch get, watch glory. Uh, anyways, um, so so they're not happy with this, and then the price of their wages go down, and they're like, down. we really don't like this. Yeah, down. They're, they're like, like you know really what, don't. guys, we're paying you too much. Too much. I want to buy something new, and it's expensive, and so I have to cut those further. So talks of unionizing began in September 6, 1869, when the uh, Avondale Mine in Luzerne County, uh, Pennsylvania, catches fire, killing 110 men. Now, this wouldn't be a problem. You know, accidents do happen of in the course. workforce. But the problem comes when the mine owners uh, uh, said it costs too much money to build a secondary exit. So those 110 guys burned to death because, because there's only one exit cost, yeah. and the fire, you know, happened at that Behind, exit. Yeah. So, then, you know... If there was a secondary exit, so, so yeah, they were cutting corners on the safety on what would today be the safety regulations, the safety <laughs> which yes, I yes. imagine did not exist at the time. Now, were you a union? Obviously, were the guilds were they just a suit like trying to create a guild, or was a union a thing? No, that guilds, had guilds, yeah, no, 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 guilds fade away, and right, right, right. But where do re- unions come from? Is it yeah, something that had existed out of elsewhere? the guilds? Yeah, it, it, out of the guilds. Basically, you get a bunch of workers together that, that remember what guilds were yeah, like. Oh, like, hey, maybe we should form uh, one of these. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's where they're, they're starting to come. So they're starting to talk about unionizing. And allegedly, Johnny, allegedly, some of these miners were part of a secret Irish group called the Molly Maguires, oh. which planned and did, in fact, carry out attacks against opera, you know, operators and foremen in the coal mines in Pennsylvania. Okay. So- foremen were, in fact, killed by people. Could have been, could have been an angry spouse that just got caught cheating. Could have been, yeah, the secret. So this is like, uh, okay, so and they're picking off the. The bad, the the bad guys. They're, they're, they're picking the, off the, the foreman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Jesus, picking okay. Off the foreman. Wow. Uh, and so, uh, and so, <laughs> the head, the head, the El Presidente of the Philadelphia and Reading Railroad Company, also known as the Reading Railroad. Reading Railroad. It's if not Reading. No, it's Reading. It's re- well, maybe it's Reading. I don't know. I'm going. I'm calling it Reading, Johnny, because <laughs> butterflies in the sky. I can I, fly twice. Because it's R R E R, but it's spelled. It's, it's reading. reading. It's spelled yeah, reading. Yeah. yeah. So it's reading railroad. Okay. I don't care right. if it's reading railroad. No, that's railroad. fine. I'm it's sure. It, yeah. Reading railroad. All right. It's uh, butterfly. You know. I'll give it to, to you. Spock. What? Is, not Spock. A Star Trek guy with the. What was his name? It doesn't matter. Anyways, that guy, reading railroad. If you're a millennial, you know. You know. <laughs> Apparently, we don't, Tommy. Well, <laughs> neither of us can remember his name. We're we're old millennials. <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of reading railroad. 
railroad when I was growing up. Anyways, r- Rainbow. Damn it. It's not even Railroad. It is. <laughs> I've been drinking no. too much water. Anyways, uh, the, the, the Reading Railroad President Franklin B. Gowan is going to hire the Pinkertons. The, me. Oh, the, yeah. And this, this was the, like, kind of mafia, basically, of the day. Uh, uh, it was guns for hire. Guns uh, for hire. They're going to hire some guns for hire. Pri- PIs, uh, private investigators. To, you know, suppress the union talk. And by union talk, I mean, obviously, the terrorist cell, the evil Molly McGuire's. Specifically, an Irish Pinkerton detective named James McParland is going to be hired, and he's going to testify. And his testimony is going to be used to hang 20 Molly McGuire's uh, that just happen to also be members of, of union leadership. So... And I assume mm-hmm. they found out that they were Molly Maguire's and not just union leaders um, yep. on account of the fact that they did extensive research and, not, and yep. didn't just want yep. to get rid of yep. uh, personal the, vendettas. Yeah. Personal vendettas. Yeah, you might be on that one. Mm-hmm. Now, now, not to to completely discredit James McParland, who also went on a, a vendetta vendetta killing spree of people who there were. Oh, yes. you can't do that. Like, there oh, were. Okay, I get it. There okay, were. It's bad. Yeah, you can't. There, you can't. There were angry workers who did kill Foreman. Yes. And there were Pinkertons who responded by killing angry workers who I may or may not I, have I involved. Who may or may yeah, not have like, involved. Yeah, and that's the killing. thing. Like, they're not, they're, they're definitely not putting the time into uh, investigating yeah, yeah, no. the murder enough. And no. they're, they're just, okay, who needs to be dead? To try to try to stop intimidate it. people to stop it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the civil war. You take out the general, right? And so they're going yep. for the generals. Yep, 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 yep. So these, uh, these, these twenty Motley Maguires would be, uh, would be, uh, you know, tried Hang. fairly, and then you know, fairly. Ah, 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 fairly. Now uh, the great was this back in the day of the juror of their peers. Yeah, well, yeah, we had. And they had a jury. Always had a jury. Yeah, we've always had a fair legal system, Johnny. Jury of peers. And uh, they mm-hmm. found. Yep. Because sure every... Okay. Because, yep. Anyways, the Great Railroad Strike of 1877 would be next. By the way, uh, I'm not saying every specific act of violence. I'm just going over some of the big ones. Oh, yeah. So it would, great... No, we don't have time. Like, we, yeah, we, uh, this would be a year-long this podcast. This is going to be a long episode everyone. anyways. Pick the highlights, uh, the, Tommy. Yeah, I'm picking the highlights. And this is going to be a long this episode. This is Sports Center for Union Wars. Sports Center. Like, uh, the, the Great Railroad Strike of 1877 saw more violence. On July 14th, 1877, in Baltimore... The Baltimore and Ohio Railroad in Baltimore is going to lower the pay for the second time that year to its employees. Lower the pay. I can't imagine. I, I've never been in a job. Job that, where they lower the pay? Yeah, no. I can't imagine that today. Uh, now, this is before widespread existence of the unions in 1877. They do exist, but this is before the widespread of it. But the workers had had enough of the you know getting their page you know wages lowered. Yeah, eventually so Martin, that's that, uh, yeah. Eventually everyone's going to talk. Yeah, well, it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. So in Martinsburg, West Virginia, they say, yeah, it's kind of bullshit. Not going to do it. So we're just not going to we're just not going to work. So, so that, 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 figure that, this that shit out. The strike and then it starts a strike. Now, has so, strike uh, I, again, I, I'm sorry, but from my ignorance, is stri- striking is a thing that's happened in the past, right? Like that. This wasn't uh, like the first. Yes. No, this isn't the first, but this becomes common practice. So, these, yeah, these so strikes, this is kind of how they figure out we're solving this or getting by strike some yeah. kind of results. So these strikes are going to spread to Maryland, New York, Illinois, Missouri, Pennsylvania, uh, and would last 69 days and include up to nice. 100,000 workers. So this is a big, almost nationwide strike. That's huge. Uh, well, these workers, yeah. these workers are going to be naturally suppressed by state militias and naturally unofficial, suppressed. What? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, is is, oh, is the, the companies who are like. Be. 
you're striking, so you're blocking my new workers from coming into work. So I'm gonna call oh, so they're, they're, you. Yeah, they're getting rid of the scabs too. So picketing yeah, they're getting scabs. rid of the scabs. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, the picketing scabs are getting rid of them because they're hiring the state militias and you know, yeah, guns for hire. Yeah, for bunch hire. of a holes. All Which right, watch our go. watch our pink watch our Pinkerton episodes. They're not always awful, but they are. No, it's like it, they're mercenaries, though. They're mercenaries, so of course yeah. they're not always. It's, it depends on whoever hires them. Yeah, how moral and and righteous uh, is your cause, and that, the, that'll determine how moral and righteous the Pinkerton are. The bloodiest, Johnny, you heard this right. The bloodiest actions are going to occur in Baltimore, Maryland, when the Dandy Fifth Regiment. This is a this is a volunteer regiment of of soldiers that used to the be militia, but Dandy are now Fifth. a part. Of, they're called the Dandy Fifth. They they used to be militia during the war time frame, but now with their whole restructuring of thing, they're now part of the National Guard. So the uh, the Dandy Fifth is brought up. They're going to suppress the civilians that are in the streets, you know, saying hey, we're not going to fucking do this anymore. Yeah, so just strikers, so they, just the so the, 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 the workers, employees who are saying this is unfair. We want so more a, pay. a military regiment is marching down the street saying disperse. This is an unlawful assembly, which is kind of which a is. America. No, right? No, 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 no. This is, it isn't in our constitution or somewhere about a right to lawful assembly, and they're just calling it unlawful because they don't like this it. This is unlawful. They don't like it because they don't unlawful. like it, and that's what that's so, the differentiation. So there's point. a lot. Yeah, there's a lot more. <laughs> there's a lot more people in the crowd than there are the Dandy Fifth Regiment. Yeah, and uh, and well, you know, um, when you get a large group of people together and they're a little angry, somebody mm-hmm. somewhere is going to start throwing shit. Yo, whiskey I, also, bottles. also, if they're a little happy, it yeah, doesn't matter. If you get a large group of people together, someone's yeah, throwing something. Somebody's throwing something. If you're a Raiders fan, you are very familiar with people throwing shit onto the field because we yeah. are so proud of our team. Anyways, uh, so they start throwing shit at the soldiers, and um, at Baltimore Street, the Dandy Fifth has had enough, and they start firing volleys into the crowd, killing. Which, by the way, they only kill ten, so. You guys are some shit shots. What the? F- I but- mean, okay, but okay, I'm going to I'm going to take the other side of that. I'm going to say that the majority of the folks saw that as wrong. They're like you know what? I'm gonna shoot over the heads. Of yeah, all shoot these over folks. the heads. Yeah, they might have done that. Uh, they killed ten, a wound twenty five, and this is gonna. Lead, okay, never mind. Obviously. They wounded twenty. All right, they were yeah. all just assholes. Uh, this is gonna lo- lead obviously to a riot in Baltimore, which is equivalent to the riots that we saw at the beginning of the Civil War. Watch our Civil War in hindsight. Pug pug pug. Uh, uh, because um, and and it was all quoted in newspapers like we have not seen blood on the streets of Baltimore since you know. I mean, we did for this before a the decade. <laughs> Almost two, two decades. Two, de- two, two decades. decades. Yeah, yeah, come on, give me, give me a twenty bit. years since we've this seen riot. death like this. So the Dandy Fifth has forced to retreat to the Camden Yards, where they are going to watch over the twenty first and twenty second of July. Uh, the whole like they're flipping over bar tables. They're burning two days. Down. This went on. This yeah, is two days. Just... Two days. They're they're burning down train stations. They're they're destroying trains. They're tearing up train tracks. This is again. This is a railroad strike. So they're, they're yeah. Destroying shit. Yeah, so I always wonder in, in things that last like two days, like are there protesters that like are there for like the first fifteen hours and then go home, get a quick nap, get a sleep in or something, and come back and, and come, do come it? back. They might. They, they might. There uh, have to be. They have to do shifts. They have to. Right? They, they got to do shifts. Yeah, definitely shifts. Uh, President Hayes is actually going to call on the Marines to end the riots, um, which they do in fact end. Ah, that's well, with you know, with, with the Marines for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, Marines. all right, guys, we're uh, done fucking around. Sitting in the Marines. <laughs> Sitting in the Marines. 
All right, anyways, all in all, over 100 civilians are killed uh, in the striking states. 100 civilians get killed in the striking states. 100. 100 people. Over, we want better pay, over, better hours, and, and not, even not that. die on our over, job. Over quit paying us less money. It wasn't even like, oh, we've been getting paid this amount. Just, just we want more. Take away, yeah. Just, just quit. The quit taking our taking money. Uh, in 1886, Johnny, unions are fighting uh, for the eight-hour workday, which is resulting in labor unions and workers and strikings and all that fun stuff. Now, this before in- before the eight-hour workday, was it was there a set workday schedule or was no, it just? It was just kind of like whatever the manufacturing and- wanted, you wanted. So it could be 16 hours. It could yeah. be 12 hours. A lot of it was like a lot. A lot of it was uh, if the sun's up, you're working. Yeah, so sun, sun up to Dawn sun down type stuff. Yeah, style. kind of stuff. Which in the winter is fine. That'd be like great. Six hours. Yeah, yeah, six hours. Yeah, just winter. great in the winter. Although I, I'm sure they figured out how to light enough candles in those black powder factories <laughs> to, to do it in the winter still. <laughs> you, you might be right. Uh, so in Chicago, Illinois, there's a bunch of workers who say, hey, can we please have eight hours? While they're protesting, hey, can we please have eight hours? Yeah. Please, you know, kill one oh. of them. Just they one. Saying, hey, can we please have eight? I just one. Okay, so that's so bad. So like, like that happens every so day bad, here no. in the United States still. Yeah. So on May fourth, eighteen eighty, well, you <laughs> foreshadowing. In eighteen eighty six, on May fourth, at the Haymarket Square, a large crowd gathers to peacefully protest the fact that police killed a striker the day prior. I, yep. May third, the police. Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Since eighteen eighties, eighteen eighties, nothing changed. Whatever. We had have had people protesting in the streets over the retaliate. killing of an innocent person by, by the police. police. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, a large learn history pro- or you're fail- doomed uh, to repeat it. Apparently, we didn't learn, uh, shit. We, we didn't learn shit. A large crowd. Well, you didn't learn any of this. I didn't. Uh, a large police presence is gathered to dissuade the crowd uh, when someone, likely in the crowd, likely in the crowd, likely in the crowd, is going to throw a bomb at like, the police. Likely in the crowd. Where else would they be? Well, what do you mean likely police? in the crowd? I said likely because it's not like the police aren't going to lightly throw a bomb at themselves. Although, to be fair, I've met some police officers who aren't the most competent in the world. They might take a grenade and go, oh, shit. I, I've, I've seen some videos so online could, where police have uh, gone ahead and put themselves in situations where they had to result in but more support, violence. So, yeah, but, you, who knows what happens? We uh, Here at Historic Hindsight, we support the blue. What? We support the blue, Johnny. Pink Do we? Support the blue. Do we? All right, yeah. Go ahead and defund we don't support, the police. We Get support. Sh- we support shit at historic hindsight. <laughs> I don't care about anything. We don't have any money to support anything. Anyways, uh, on May fourth, eighteen eighty six, they're 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 there. They're like, hey, can you just not kill us? And then the police turn around. Said no, no, I'm unable no, to do that. that. So I somebody have throws to a kill bomb. One of somebody throws the bomb at the police. And the then, bomb goes off. <laughs> it does. It does kill seven police officers. There are seven police officers killed, in which they respond yeah. with taking their pistols and going, "Woo, cowboy time!" I and mean, they start unloading you, into, the, into the crowd. To be fair, you can't expect much you different. Can't, no, you when throw you a bomb, throw a bomb, they're gonna respond. And the police should have responded because you can't. You, you can't. You can't. No, don't oh, throw of course. Bombs at no. Yeah. That's. I mean. Good, good God. They had to do what they had to do. Awful yeah, situation all around, but don't maybe don't throw bombs in general at anybody, police at officers anybody. and civilians uh, both. In this Stop incident, it. seven yeah, in this incident, seven police are going to be killed. Only four civilians though, which is kind of surprising. But it does. Oh, so the civilians won that. 
Civilians want that. A dozen on each side are going to be uh, are wounded. Eight anarchists, anarchists are going to be arrested and charged with building the bomb, although it is admitted by the prosecution that none of them actually threw the bomb. How so, many? It takes eight people to build a bomb? Yeah, I'm dubious I mean, about all this. come on. Like, what are you talking about? These so are eight people they wanted arrested, and they're like, oh, yeah, we totally, this is what yeah. they did. Uh, seven of which are going to be sentenced to death. What? One of, yeah, one of which is going to be sentenced to 15 years. Only four are actually going to be hung because one of one of them kills themselves. Two of them are communicated. So, or not communicated. What what is was it called? Excommunicated? Pardon? Pardon? No, pardoned, pardoned by pardoned, the president. Yeah. The governor. The governor. The okay. governor of the state's going to pardon. Uh, so moving on. In July 1892, we have the steel workers who are going to go on strike at the Homestead Steelworks in Homestead, Pennsylvania. This might sound a little bit familiar to you because if you if you watch our Pinkerton episode, we did cover this. Because did this we? is the most, yeah, we did, Johnny. You don't <laughs> okay, remember? Okay, no, no, tell me, and I'll remember as you tell me. Johnny smokes things that are Legal fun for memory. And most of America. And most of America. What? Hey, did you see that the Senate has that now is building? Uh, 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 their, it's not the Senate. The House is uh, making legislation to make it federally legal. Did you see that? Oh yeah, happened yesterday. Yeah. Anyway, uh, probably. Thank you, conservatives. Apolitical. Um, apolitical. Um, anyways, uh, so 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 uh, so these Homestead Steel Workers, they're in Homestead, Pennsylvania. They're gonna. They're, we don't like the whole, you know, not paying us thing, or at least not paying us <laughs> the you, right wages yeah, thing. Right, Could yeah. you please pay. Living us wages would be nice. So the steel work in Homestead, they say, yeah, we're gonna respond to that by literally building a fort around the factory including barbed wire barbed wire (laughs) sniper towers and including water cannons that were able to shoot boiling hot water at anybody that approached because because it's a steam or a steel steel but you still you still you still you still need people to work so they they were trying to get the scabs to come in scabs by the way if you've not If you're educating the American system, is is workers who aren't unionized that come in to work to break yeah. the strike. Go up. ahead and watch the replacements, and that will explain everything. But you when you, know about scabs. but when you, but when you strike, you you surround the building and you prevent the scabs from coming in. Right. Yeah. You form uh, a picket usu- line, usually right. with peace with peaceful means. Uh, <laughs> for these poor, you lock arms, just right? Just lo- yeah, yeah. We're not gonna break. Yeah, who just who again. just want to. Who, who haven't made any money and want to make their nickel an hour. This is not yeah. today's standards where everybody's hiring. This is back in the day when nobody was hiring. Yeah. Anyways, so these workers just kind of want to come and make their wages. Uh, this fort is erected. Now, it gets hard to allow these these scabs to come in. So the Steelworks decides to hire the Pinkertons, these guys. Okay. These guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. To come in and ensure that these workers are able to safely get to their job. Safely get to their job. The scabs. Scabs. So 300 Pinkerton agents are assembled on barges on July 6th, 1892, and attempt to cross the river with the workers at 4 a.m., which promptly results in gunfire at the barges. Uh, now, it is unclear who actually fired first. The Pinkerton oh, come on. That the that, workers that, fired that, first. Oh, the workers fired. That is like the, the lamest line in U.S. history. I do guarantee you that the that the workers fired first. Fired I guarantee first. you. Yeah, the people, you the, workers the fired people first. who had other people coming at them. Yeah, they, they, they fired they first. Fired first. As the Pinkers attempted to disembark, they received more gunfire before engaging in a gunfight for 10 minutes, resulting in two Pinkertons wounded, two civilians killed, and 11 wounded. Now, I say civilians because literally, like we discussed earlier, there is a city that builds up around the steelworks that you can only 
you know, use yeah. the steelworks money at. You can only, you So there are there are women's children's with their Coles cash getting fucking yeah. shot at uh, by Pinkertons and vice versa. Pinkertons were also shot at. I mean, credit where credits due. I mean, that's fine. The thing that always astounds me. I feel like if you have groups of that number with uh, uh, that time and everything these days, like the same number of people, same number of guns, same number of time. Same amount a of time. lot more people will be killed. whole lot. whole lot more. Uh, and I, I never know you, if it's just these people are be, like shooting at people is what you do in this time and I really don't want to no, kill somebody think, so I I'm not going to aim real well or if it's just shit. I think equipment. I think you'd be su- I think you'd be surprised. No, I think you'd be surprised, Johnny, because I think Probably. if you look at most, if you look at most mass shootings, that's those numbers fit. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, look at Columbine; those numbers kind of fit. Yeah, I guess it, just not it a lot of going on when you're shooting at people. I, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, when you're just when you're just scattering and spraying. I guess if you're not uh, a spraying and praying, spraying yeah. and praying. So the Pinkertons are going to again attempt to land at 9 a.m., uh, which they're going to come under cannon fire because the workers have found a fucking cannon and rolled that up to the beach okay, right. and fired a cannon at the workers. Wind up, wind back. We're not talking about the Civil War or. Uh, no, this is any kind yeah. of battle. This is just regular... 1892. 1892. Regular life yeah. for people. And We're they are in... engaging in just shooting at people and yeah. fire... We're, getting cannons are... and firing... Yeah. Could you imagine your coworker being like, hey, you know what? I got this cannon. Maybe we could shoot it at him as they come in. Well, what God, the you're, fuck? You're asking the wrong person because I can't... I can definitely see my coworkers like we got a cannon. Let's yeah. go at it. Right. Anyways, but that's beside the point. That's beside the point. Uh, so these these Pinkertons again attempt to land at nine a.m. Come under cannon fire. The Pinkertons themselves have made their barges and armored, plated with like gun ports, and they're they're they got you know, guns. Shooting their, yeah, they're, they're, they're shooting the guns. They knew what was coming, I guess. Apparently. So uh, so eventually, the way this is all settled, which the Pinkertons can't land at nine a.m., uh, is that eighty five hundred National Guardsmen are called in to calm things down. And by calm things down, I mean like 8,500 men are like, we now outnumber you. Stop it. So they stop it. Uh, but it. <laughs> yeah, y'all both of you. So this is, takes, this, yeah, this is the principle coming down to break up the second grade fight. But it like, takes four months, Johnny. Four months it. for this thing, this shit to calm down. Four months. Four months Alt- of this. Uh, to be fair, though, ultimately only eight workers are going to be killed, 36 wounded, with seven deaths at the steelwork worker side so most of those were pinkertons with 11 wounded so not a lot of deaths and not a lot of wounded considering it was a four-month siege or but, you know uh other way of looking at it a whole lot of deaths whole lot of wounded concerning for we're not a war. war no we're not war. <laughs> this, is, this isn't war. this is just people going to work if oh, eight of man. your co-workers died in a month or two months or whatever that's what you on got. the and murdered <laughs> like yeah, yeah murdered it you'd say uh, you'd say there is a high percentage of murder happening probably, at this job like that would that's it i don't probably, care probably should probably should stop that <sighs> all right johnny in, in september 1897 once again in pennsylvania uh because you know uh apparently all, all in pennsylvania all this mines and shit. Yeah. Calm your shit, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Anyways, three to four hundred coal miners are going to march in support of the UMWA, which is the United Mine Workers of America. Okay. This march is going to spread awareness across Illinois, Ohio, 
Indiana, Pennsylvania, and is going to raise union membership from 10,000 to 100,000, oh, partly sure. because of what's about ready to happen. Probably because fact, it, the, the union, okay, so this hadn't happened before. This was this is what spurred the popularity. So the UMW, yeah, the UMWA is not the strongest union in the world, but it's going to rise to be the one of the strongest unions in the world, if not the strongest union in the United States at okay. this time. Uh, and, and while this is going on, in their very, very short existence, like five years, uh, things are going to come to a head on September 10th, 1897, when coal miners begin marching in strike at Latimer, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, the local sheriff, James F. Martin, is going to be called in and ordered the crowd to disperse. He's going to call in and say, hey, look, you can't, like, just stop striking. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Disperse. So this is basically just a history of how our uh, right to protest is bullshit. Not existence. Over yeah, the well, course yeah. of America. So so James F. Martin gets called in and says, hey, look, you got to disperse. They do not disperse, at which point he opens fire God into the crowd, it. killing 19 miners, which is beginning is going to become known as the Latimer Massacre. This massacre itself is going to just spur, like, outrage across the United States. As it should, like you can't, you can't, can't, can't do that. Can't do that. I don't mean to, I don't mean to bring it in, but this was, this was the George Floyd of modern day. Yeah, this is George Floyd of modern day. The UMWA is like, you really can't do that, and the mine owners like get massive yeah. membership. Like they are basically at this point after this massacre, the largest. Uh, you know, well, yeah, because they were just told the that they're. Their their bodies and the and their they don't matter. It's just Out it's, of, okay. Do your work and shut up, or we will kill you. Yeah, <laughs> like, basically. Out of all of this outrage, the owners of the mine surprisingly go, "Yeah, we that was uncalled for." I mean, they called the pot. Oh, go little uh, hand. We just wanted to disperse. Uh, didn't want everybody to uh, die. die. Um, uh, so they do agree to meet with union leadership in Chicago, Illinois, uh, in late 1897. Uh, in January 1898, there is an agreement made that it we're going to increase wages for the for the right? for the miners across the boards at 18 percent. 18 percent. That's not bad. I mean, imagine today you get good raise. Raise. It's pretty so, damn good raise. Although, if you're getting paid. Fifty uh, percent what you should. It's not that great. But not only are you getting an eighteen percent wage increase, you're also getting a decrease in in the hours that you're expected to work from ten down to and eight. And that's, so that's what they're fighting that's for, pretty, right there. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, so um, the last big clash of the 19th century, and again, this isn't all the clash, but the last big clash of the 19th century is going to occur in October 1898 when the Chicago Verdon Coal Company is going to quickly renege on all the agreements that they had uh, with the UMWA and start importing African-American workers to replace the union workers because um, the African-Americans down in Alabama are really willing to work for whatever because, you know, used to be slaves yeah. uh, and remember being slaves because mm-hmm. 1898 is not that far from 1865. Yeah. All those 15, 25 year old slaves are now adults looking for work. And yeah, definitely remember that. And yeah. down in Alabama, there's not a lot, a whole lot of work for them except for really shitty farming jobs that paid about as well as they did when they were slaves anyways so the uh, the umwa is very unhappy with this idea that these african-americans are going to be brought up to uh, to 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 well, to steal no, their jobs no, Johnny. no 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 that can't be right tommy you misread your information because the uh illinois is in the north and the north is always uh pro african-american not racist not uh willing yeah, definitely... to exploit or put down uh anybody 
because no, they were fighting on the right side of the war, right? So they didn't absolutely do anything no racism at all in Chicago that has been democratically occupied for the last umpteen no, years. No, no, Chicago not is at a all. bastion of a uh, bastion of, of, of yes, of freedom and equality. <laughs> I can't fucking say it. In any case, this is gonna this is gonna lead the UMWA to start arming themselves with hunting rifles and shotguns and pistols and you know pistols and pistols pistols. Because every exist. other time in the past, this has resulted this in people well. firing guns at somebody. So imagine you have a lot of guns and you got a lot of angry people with a lot of other angry people that are just trying to work, and mm-hmm. things come to a head on October 12th, oh 1898, when a train full of 100 workers with their family, African-Americans with their families. Coming in. Their families, coming in on coming trains. from Alabama. Moving. On trains, five, five train cars specifically, come to, to Illinois. Uh, uh, they're gonna they're gonna get there, and uh, and the UMWA at some point somebody somewhere starts to fire rounds. There are on the trains in order to protect the workers on the trains. They they do hire a security group. Surprisingly, not the Pinkertons. At oh, this point, weird! I wonder why they decided the, against them. The Pinkerton reputation yell the has gotten Yelp little, reviews little tarnished. So they hire the Thiel detective agents who uh, who pull into Minehead Stockade, which is just outside of Verdun, uh, Illinois. Uh, it is unclear, like I said, who shot first, but a 20-minute gunfight would ensue between the detectives and miners with the poor African-American workers and their families having to hide literally under seats at the train and pray that they don't catch an errant bullet. All right, so this is like your olden days uh, active shooter drill for elementary school students that yep. we do now. Uh, after twenty, after twenty, John, damn it, Johnny, don't get me started. After twenty minutes, uh, the engineer decides, well, not wanted here, and decides to go to Springfield, Illinois instead. So you have an engineer who's like yeah. letting this gunfight go on for twenty minutes, and decides, all right, probably should pull out of here. Maybe I should get going. It sounds like this isn't ending anytime soon. Once they arrive to Illinois, in Springfield, Illinois, uh, the, the UMWA tries to, to, uh, to um, re- you know, repair the reputation because they fired on workers, mm-hmm. yeah. which, you know, they're trying to steal their jobs, but there of are course. armed workers with women and children. They try to repair the reputation. They say, hey, look, listen, if you're a worker, we're going to protect you. Come to our union headquarters sure. in Springfield, Illinois. Yeah. We'll protect you. We'll also provide you free transport back to Alabama. Why would they need free transport back to Alabama? Because they're not going to get a job up there, Johnny, because these are their jobs and they're striking, so we're not going to let scabs come. So they're like, Uh, all right, so they're taking care of the scabs. And the day... Your your (laughs) service is not needed here. Here. So on okay. October 13th, the day after all this gunfire happened, they uh, they decided to renege on that promise of safety and said, yeah, at 6 o'clock, you guys are on your own while they're in the Union Hall. Uh, some of these black workers decided to try to run. African-American workers tried to decide to run. Excuse me, I have been drinking. Uh, so, you know, historical writing times, words come out. Um, so these African-American workers try to run, uh, and they get caught in a lynch mob, Johnny. A lynch mob ensues to say, we're going to lynch these workers that are trying to just come and do a job uh, because we don't want to do it for the pay that we're getting. Uh, and the only reason why they don't get lynched is because the mayor of Springfield comes in and says, Prob- probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we're, maybe we're past that. Maybe, hey, do, you, do y'all remember 
what, 30 years ago, we did that thing. Did we did the thing? Yeah, we, we, we did the whole that. damn thing for like five years, and uh, uh, we 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 made this not what you do. Yeah, the mayor is gonna call in the national guard to end the mayhem. Uh, and when when the smoke settles, all things are, are cleared up. There are going to be 30 wounded, uh, eight coal miners killed. So eight coal miners killed, 30 mi- coal miners wounded. Five detectives are going to be killed. Five detectives are going to be wounded. There is no recorded African-American workers killed and, and, okay. and an undetermined amount wounded. So I guarantee you a fuck ton of innocent people were killed and wounded. But because they're brown, you know. No one counted them. Nobody counted them. And that's the last of it. At least that's the last major issue in the 19th century. Stay tuned in future centuries, where uh, in future episodes we talk it about gets the, way better. The, tw- Everything the 20th century and the 21st century, because this shit's still going on. No, no, it's all solved. We, we, we solved. solved it with war, like we do everything. Solved it with war, like we do everything. Uh, stay tuned for future episodes of uh, A Union Wars. That's it for this week in Historic Hindsight. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and join us next week when we talk about symbolism.